Act Two, Scene One. Before the gate of the town, motley groups of people crowding out to walk. Some journeymen, brethren, with a bound. Others, to the Jaeger house. The first, we to the mill. A journeyman. At Vasserhof, best cheer is to be found. The second. But then the road is not agreeable. The others. And what dost thou? A third. I go where others go. A fourth. Let's go to Bergdorf. There you'll find, I know, the best of beer, and maidens to your mind, and roaring frolics too, if that's your kind. A fifth. Thou over wanton loose thou, dost itch again for some new row. I loathe the place, and who goes thither? He and I don't go together. A servant girl. No, no, back to town I'd rather fare. Another. We're sure to find him neath the poplars there. The first. No mighty matter for thee, since he will walk with none but thee. In every dance too he is thine. What have thy joys to do with mine? The other. Today he'll not come single, sure he said, then he would bring with him his curly head. Student. Blitz, how the buxom wenches do their paces. Come, let us make acquaintance with their faces. A stiff tobacco and a good strong beer. And a fine girl well rigged, that's true, brush and jeer. Burger's daughters. Look at those spruce young fellows there, in sooth tis more than one can bear. The best society have they, if they please, and run after such low-bred queens as these. Second student. To the first. Not quite so fast there comes a pair behind, so smug and trim, so blithe and debonair. And one is my fair neighbour, I declare, she is a girl quite to my mind. They pass along so proper and so shy, and yet they'll take us with them by the by. First student. No, no, these girls with nice conceits, they bore you. Have at the open game that lies before you, the hand that plies the busy broom on Monday, caressed her love the sweetest on the Sunday. A burger. No, just new burgermeister, don't please me. Now that he's made, his pride mounts high and higher, and for the town, say, what does he? Are we not deep and deeper in the mire? In stretches day by day he waxes, and more than ever he lays on taxes. A beggar, singing. Ye gentle sirs and ladies fair, with clothes so fine and cheeks so red, O pass not by, but from your eye, be pity's gracious virtue shed. Let me not harp in vain, for blessed is he alone who gives away, and may this merry Easter feast be for the poor no fasting day. Another burger. Upon a Sunday or a holiday, no better talk I know than war and warlike rumours, when in Turkey far away the nations fight out their ill humours. We sit in the window, sip our glass of teas, and see how down the stream the gay ships gently glide, they wend us safely home at eventide. Blessing our stars, we live in times of peace. Third burger. Yea, neighbour, there you speak right wisely, even so do I opine precisely. They may split their skulls, they may turn their world upside down, so long as we in our good town keep jogging in the good old way. Old woman, to the burger's daughter. Heyday, how fine these be of gentle stuff. The eyes that would not look on you are blind. Only not quite so high, tis well enough, and what you wish I think I know to find. First burger's daughter. Agatha, come, I choose not to be seen, with such old hags upon the public green, that once in Andrew's night she let me see my future lover, Bodily. Second burger's daughter. Mine too, bold, soldier-like, she made to pass with his wild mates before me in a glass. I hunt him out from place to place, but nowhere yet he shows his face. Soldiers. Castle and turrets and battlements high, made with proud spirits and looks that defy. From the red throat of death with the spear and the glaive, we pluck the ripe glory that blooms for the brave. The trumpet invites him with soul-stirring call. To where joy delights him, no terrors appall. On storming maintains he triumphant the field, strong fortresses gains he, proud maidens must yield. Thus carries the soldier the prize of the day, and merrily merrily 
dashes away. Scene 2 Enter Faust and Wagner. Faust. The ice is now melted from stream and brook by spring's genial life-giving look. Forth smiles young hope in the greening veil, an ancient winter feeble and frail, creeps cowering back in the mountains grey, and thence he sends as he hides him away. Fitfully brushes of icy hail sweeping the plain in harmless fight, but the sun may brook no white. Everywhere stirs he the vegetative strife, flushing the fields with the glow of life. But since few flowers yet deck the mead, he takes his gay-dressed folk in their steed. Now from these heights I turn me back to view the city's busy track. Through the dark, deep-throated gate, there are pouring and spreading in motley array. All sun themselves so blithe today, the Lord's resurrection they celebrate. From themselves to life are arisen, from lowly dwellings murky prison. From labour and business fetters tight, from the press of gables and roofs that meet over the squeezing narrow street. From the church's solemn night have they all been brought to light. Lo, how nimbly the multitude through the fields and the gardens hurry. How, in its breaths and length, the flood wafts onwards many a gleesome wherry. And this last skiff moves from the brink so laden that it seems to sink. Even from the far hills winding way, in the sunshine glitter their garments gay. They hear the hamlet's noisy mirth, here is the people's heaven on earth. And great and small rejoice today, here may I be a man, here dare the joys of men with men to share. Wagner With you, Herr Doctor, one is proud to walk, sharing your fame and improving by your talk. But for myself I shun the multitude, being a foe to everything that's rude. I may not brook their senseless howling, their fiddling, screaming, nine-pin bowling. Like men possessed, they rave along and call it joy and call it song. Scene 3. Peasants. Beneath a lime tree. The shepherd of the dance was dressed with ribbon wreath and spotted vest. Right sprucely he did show, and round and round the linden tree, all danced as mad as mad could be. Juice, juice, juicea, hesea, hey, so went the fiddle bow. Then with a jerk he wheeled him by, and on a maiden that stood nigh, he with his elbow came. Quick turned the wench, and sir, quoth she, such game is rather rough for me. Juice, juice, junisha, hesa, hey, for shame, I say, for shame. Yet merrily went it round and round, and right and left they swept the ground, and coat and kirtle flew and they grew red and the rhythm grew warm, and panting rested arm in arm, juice, juice, juicea, hesa, hey, and hips on elbows too, and softly, softly quoth the quain, how many a bride hath cheated been by men as fair as you. But he spoke a word in her ear aside, and from the tree it shouted wide, juice, juice, juicea, hey, hey, with fife and fiddle too. An Old Peasant Head doctor, tis most kind of you, and all here prize the boon, I'm sure, that one so learned should condescend to share the pastimes of the poor. Here, take this pitcher filled ever now with cooling water from the spring. May God with grace to slake your thirst, bless the libation that we bring, by every drop a day to increase your years in happiness and in peace. Faust your welcome offering I received, the draught by kind hands giveth, with grateful heart be quaffed. The people collect around him in a circle. Old Peasant Soothly here, Doctor, on this tide, your grace and kindness passes praise. Good cause had we, while some to bless, the name of Faust in evil days. Here stand there not a few who, whose lives your father's pious care attest, Saved from fell Phoebus' rage when he set limits to the deadly pest. You were a young man then and went from hospital to hospital. Full many a corpse they bore away, but you came scatheless back from all. Full many a test serve you stood, helping helped by father of good. All the peasants. Long may the man who saved us live, his aid in future need to give. Faust. Give thanks to him above, who made the hand that helped you strong to aid. He goes on farther with Wagner. Wagner. 
How proud thou must feel, most learned man, to hear the praises of this multitude. Thrice happy he who from his talents can reap such fair harvest as untainted good. The father shows you to his son, and all in crowds to see you run. The dancers cease their giddy round, the fiddle stops its gleesome sound. They form a ring wherever you go, and in the air the caps they throw. A little more and they would bend their knee, as if the holy host came by in thee. Faust. Yet a few paces till we reach yon stone, and there our wearied strength we may repair. Here oft I sat in moody thought alone, and vexed my soul with fasting and with prayer. Richer than in hope and faith then strong, with tears and sobs my hands I wrung, and weaned the end of that dire pest from heaven's high counselled lord to rest. Now their applause with mockery flouts mine ear. Oh, couldst thou open my heart and read it here? How little sire and son! for such huge meed of thanks have done. My father was a grave old gentleman, who over the holy secrets of creation, sincere, but after his peculiar plan, brooded with whimsied speculation, who with adepts in painful groupings spent, his days within the smoky kitchen pent, and after recipes unnumbered made, the unnatural mixes of his trade, the tender lily and the lion red, the suitor bold in tepid bath were wed, with open fiery flame well baked together, and squeezed from one bride chamber to another. Then, when the glass of the queen discovered, arrayed in youthful glistening pride, here was the medicine, and the patient died. But no one questioned who recovered. Thus, in these peaceful vales and hills, the plague was not the worst of ills, and death his ghastly work pursued, the better for the hellish Bruce to be brewed. Myself to thousands the crushed juice supplied, they pined away, and I must live to hear the praise of mercy in murderer's ear. Wagner How can you with such whims be grieved? Surely a good man does not part with scrupulous care to use the art, which from his father he received, when we in youth place on our sire reliance, he opes to us his stores of information. When we as men extend the bounds of science, our sons build higher upon our foundation. Faust O oh, happy he who yet hath hope to float above the sea of crude distempered thought. What we know not is what we need to know, and what we know we might as well let go. But cease, cheat not the moment of its right, by curious care and envious repining. Behold how fair in evening's mellow light the green embosomed cottages are shining. The sun sets down, the day hath lived its date, but on he hires to tend another sphere. Oh, that no wing upon my wish may wait, to follow still and still in his career, a born on evening's quenchless beams to greet, the noiseless world illuminated at my feet, each peaceful vale, each crimson flaming peak, each silver rill whose tinkling waters seek, the golden flood that feeds the fruitful plain, then savage cracks and gorges dark would rain my proud career in course in vain. Even now the sea spreads out its shimmering bays and charms the sense with ecstasy of gaze. Yet seemed the god at length to sink, but borne by his new impulse of my mind, I hasten on, his quenchless ray to drink. The day before me and the night behind, the heavens above me, under me the sea. A lovely dream, meanwhile the god is gone. Alas, the soul in winged fancy free, Seeks for a corporal wing and findeth none, Yet in each breast his deeply graven, Upward and onward still to pant. When over us, lost in the blue of heaven, Her quavering song the lark does chaunt, When over piney peaks sublime The eagle soars with easy strain, And over the lands and seas the crane Steers homeward to a sunnier clime. Wagner I too had my hours of whim, but feeling here runs over reason's brim. Forests and fields soon tire the eye to scan, and eagle's wings were never made for man. How otherwise the mind and its delights, from book to book, from page to page we go, the sweet and we the dreary winter nights, till every limb with new life is aglow, and chance we but unroll some rare old parchment scroll, all heaven stoops down and finds a lodgment in the soul. Faust Thou knowest but the one impulse, it is well. Tempt not the yearning that divides the heart, Two souls, alas, within my bosoms dwell. This strives from what with adverse strain to part, The one bound fast by stubborn might of love. To this low earth with grappling organs clings, To other spurns the clodden soars and wings, To join the nobler ancestry above. 
Oh, be their spirits in the air, twixt earth and heaven that float with potent sway. Drop from your sphere of golden glowing day, and waft me hence new varied life to share. Might I own a mantle's fold enchanted, to chimes remote to bear me on its wing. More than the costliest raiment I should vaunt it, more than the purple robe that clothes a king. Wagner Invoke not rash the well-known spirit throng that stream unseen the atmosphere along, and dangers thousandfold prepare, weak men from every quarter to ensnare. From the keen north in the troops they float with sharpest teeth and arrow-pointed tongs. From the harsh east they bring the blasting draught and feed with the wasting greed upon thy lungs. When from the arid south their sultry powers they send hot fires upheaping on thy crown. The west brings forth his swarms with cooling showers to end in floods that sweep thy harvest down. Quick-eared are they on wanton mischief bent, and work our will will sure abate to pliers. They show as fair as heaven's own courtiers sent, and lisp like angels when they most be liars. But let us hence, the air is chill, the cold grey mists are creeping down the hill. Now is the time to seek the bright fireside. Why standest thou with strange eyes opened wide? What twilight specks of my thy fancy trouble? Faust Seest thou that swarthy dog swooping through corn and stubble? Wagner I saw him long ago. How strange he seemed to me. Faust Look at him well. What should the creature be? Wagner he seems a poodle who employs his snout, now here, now there, to sniff his master out. Faust. Dost thou not see how nigh still and nigher his spiral circles round as wine? And ere I not, he leaves behind his track a train of sparking fire. Wagner. A small black poodle is all I see. Surely some strange delusion blinds thee. Faust. Methinks soft magic circles winds he, about and about a snare for thee and me. Wagner I see him only doubtfully spring round, having two strangers for his master found. Faust He draws him closer, now he comes quite near. Wagner A dog be sure, and not a ghost is here, he growls and looks about in fear, and crouches down and looks to you, and wags his tail, what any dog will do. Faust. Come hither, poodle. Wagner. Tis a drollish brute when you stand still, then he stands mute. But when you speak, he springs as he would speak to you. He will bring back what you let fall, and fetch your stick out of the water. Faust. You are quite right, there's no such matter, no trace of a ghost, a dog well trained, that's all. Wagner. A well trained dog may well engage the favour of a man most sage. This poodle well deserves your recognition. Few students learn so much from good tuition. Exhort going in through the gate of the city. Scene 4 Faust's study Faust entering with the poodle. Now field and meadow lie behind me, hushed neath the veil of deepest night, and thoughts of solemn seeming find me, to holy fall the garish light, calm now the blood that wildly ran, asleep the hand of lawless strife, now wakes to life the love of man, the love of God now wakes to life. Cease, poodle, why snuffest, why snifflest thou so, running restless to and fro, behind the stove there lie a rest, and take from my bed my cushion the best, and as without on our mountain ramble, we joyed to see thy freakish gamble, so here my hospital care, a quiet guest and a welcome share. When in our narrow cell confirmed, thy friendly lamp begins to burn, then clearer sees the thoughtful mind, with searching looks that inward turn. Bright hope again within us beams, and reason's voice again is strong. We thirst for life's untroubled streams, for the pure font of life we long. Quiet thee, poodle, it seems not well to break, with thy growling the holy spell of my soul's music that refuses all fellowship with bestial uses. For well we know that the human blood, what they don't understand, condemn, and murmur in their peevish mood, at things too fair and good for them. Be like the cur as curs are they, that growls and snarls his bliss away. But alas, I already feel it well. No more peace within the bosoms dwell, 
Why must the stream so soon dry up, and I lie panting for the cup, that mocks my lips so often, why, drink pleasures shallow found, when scarce yet tested dry? Yet is this evil not without remain? We long for heavenly food to feed, our heaven-born spirit and the heart now bent, on things divine to revelation's turns, when nowhere worthier or purer burns than here in our New Testament. I feel strange impulse in my soul, the scared volume to unroll, with honest purpose once for all, the holy Greek original, in my honest German to translate. He opens the Bible and reads. In the beginning was the word. Thus here the text stands written, but no clear meaning shines here for me, and I must wait. A beggar at a dark mystery's gate, lamed in the start of my career, the naked word I dare not prize so high, they must translate it differently, if by the spirit I am rightly taught. In the beginning of all things was thought. The first line let me ponder well, lest my pen outstrip my sense. Is it thought wherein doth dwell or creative of omnipotence? I change the phrase and write. The course of the great stream of things was shaped by force. But even here, before I lift my pen, a voice of warning bids me try again. At length, at length, the spirit helps my need, I write. In the beginning was the deed. Wilt thou keep thy dainty birth? Poodle, use a gentle mirth. Cease thy whimpering and howling, and keep for other place thy growling. Such a noisy inmate may not my studious leisure cumber. You or I, without delay, restless cur, must leave the chamber. Not willing from thee I take the right of hospitality, but if thou wilt my quiet break, seek other quarters. Thou hast exit free. But what must I see? What visions strange beyond the powers of nature's range? Am I awake, or bound with a spell? How wondrously the brute doth swell! Long and broad uprises he, in a form that no form of a dog may be. What spectre brought I into the house? He stands already with glaring eyes, and teeth in grinning ranks that rise. Large as a hippopotamus, oh, I have thee now. For such half-brood of hell as thou, the key of Solomon the wise is surest spell to exercise. Spirit in the passage without. Brother spirits, have a care, one within is prisoned there. Follow him none, for he doth quail like a fox, trapped caught by the tail. But let us watch, hover here, hover here, up and down amid the air. For soon the sly old links of hell will tear him free, and all will be well. If we can by foul or fair, we will free him from the snare, and repay good service thus done by him oft times for us. Faust. First let the charm of the elements for the nature of the brute explore. Let the salamander glow, and Dean twine her crested wave, self into aether flow, and cobbled vex him drudging slave. Whoso knows not the elements for their quality and hidden power, in the magic art hath he no part. Spring in flames grow, salamander, Rushing in waves flow, Undine. Shine forth and meet your beauty, Sylph. Work thy domestic duty, Incubus, Incubus. Step forth and finish the spell. None of the four in the brute doth dwell. It lies quite still with elfish grinning there. It shall know a stronger charm. It shall shrink from a sharper harm. When by a mightier name I swear, Art thou a fugitive urchin of hell? So yield thee at length to this holiest spell, Bend thee this sacred emblem before, Which the powers of darkness trembling adore. Already swells he up with bristling hair, Canst thou read it, the holy sign, Reprobate spirit, the emblem divine, The unbegotten, whom none can name, Moving and mouldering the world's frame, Yet nailed to the cross with a death of shame? Now behind the stove he lies, and swells him up to an elephant's size, and fills up all the space, he'll melt into a cloud, not so. Down, I say, down, proud imp, and know here, at thy master's feet, thy place, in vain, in vain thou seekest to turn thee, with a holy flame I burn thee, wait not the charm of the triple glowing light, beware the harm, 
if thou invite upon thy head my spell of strongest might. The clown vanishes, and Mistopheli comes forward from behind the fireplace, dressed like an intimate scholar. Scene 5 Faust and Mistopheles. Mistopheles. What's all the noise about? I'm here at leisure, to work your workshop's will and pleasure. Faust. So, so, such kernel cracked from such a shell. A travelling scholar that jest likes me well. Mistopheles. I greet the learned gentleman. Got a proper sweating neath your ban. Faust. What is thy name? Mistopheles. What is my power were better from one who so despises the mere letter, who piercing through the coarse material shell with beings in most substances loves to dwell? Faust. Yes, but you gentlemen proclaim your nature mostly in your name. Destroyer, God of Flies, the adversary, such names their own interpretation carry. But say, who art thou? Mistopheles. I am a part of that primordial might, which always wills the wrong and always works the right. Faust. You speak in riddles. The interpretation? Mistopheles. I am the spirit of negation. And justly so, for all that is created deserves to be annihilated. T'were better thus, that there were no creation. Thus everything that you call evil, destruction, ruin, death, the devil, is my pure element and sphere. Faust. Thou namest thyself apart, yet standest wholly here. Mistopheles. I speak to thee these truth exact, the plain and varnished naked fact. Though man, that microcosm of folly deems, himself the compact hold he seemed. Part of the part I am that erst was all, and part of the darkness from this primordial pall, was born the light, the proudest rebellious light, which now disputeth with his mother night, her rank and room in the world of ancient night, yet vainly though it streams struggle much. It is bound to body with closer clutch, and from body it streams on, on body paints a hue, and body bends it from the course direct. Thus in due season I expect, when bodies perish, light will perish too. Faust. Hold. Now I know thy worthy duties all, unable to annihilate wholesale, thy mischief now thou workest by retail. Mistopheles. And even thus my progress is but small, this something big lumpish world which stands, opposed to nothing, still ties my hands and spite of all of the ground that I seem winning, remains as firm as in the beginning, with storms and tempests, earthquakes and burnings. Earth still enjoys its evenings and mornings, and the accursed fry of brute and human clay. On them my noblest skill seems worse than thrown away. How many thousands have I not buried? Yet still, a new fresh blood is hurried through fresh young veins that I must cheer despair, the earth, the water and the air. The moist, the dry, the hot, the cold, a thousand germs of life unfold. And had I not a flame made reservation, I had no portion left in the creation. Faust. And thus thou seekest to oppose the genial power from which all life and motion flows, against existence universal chain, clenching the icy devil's fist in vain. Try some more profitable feats, strange son of chaos, full of cross conceits. Mistopheles. The hint is good and on occasion may well deserve consideration. Meanwhile, with your good leave, I would withdraw. Faust. My leave? Do I make devil's law? The liberty, methinks, is all your own. I see you here today with pleasure. Go now and come back at your leisure. Here is the door, there is the window, and a chimney, if you choose it, is at hand. Mistopheles. Let me speak plain. There is a small affair that, without your acquaintance, bars my way. A goblin foot upon the threshold there. Faust. 
The pentagram stands in the way. Ha! Tell me then, thou imp of sin, if this be such a potent spell to bar thy going out, how comest thou in? What could have cheated such a son of hell? Mistopheles. Look at it well. The drawing is not true. One angle, that towards the door you see, looked a small opening for me. Faust. So, so, for once Dame Fortune has been kind. I've made a prisoner of you. Chance is not always blind. Mistopheles. The curse sprang in before it looked out. But now the thing puts on a serious air. The devil is in the house and can't get out. Faust. You have the window. Why not jump out there? Mistopheles. It is a law which binds all ghosts and sprites. Wherever they creep in, there they too must creep out. I came in at the door, and by the door I must go out. Faust. So, so, then hell too has its laws and rights. Thus might one profit by the powers of evil, and make an honest bargain with the devil. Mistopheles. The devil, sir, makes no undue exaction and pays what he has promised to a fraction. But this affair requires consideration. We'll leave it for some future conversation. For this time, I beseech your grace. Let me be gone, I've worked to do. Faust. Stay but one minute. I've scarce seen your face. Speak. You should know the newest of the new. Mistopheles. I'll answer thee at length some day. At present, I beseech thee. Let me loose. Faust. I laid no trap to snare thee in the way. Thyself did thrust thy head into the noose. Whoso hath caught the devil, hold him fast. Such lucky chance returns not soon again. Mistopheles. If tis your pleasure so, I will remain, but on condition that the time be past in worthy wise, and you consent to see some cunning slights of sprite craft from me. Faust. Thy fancy jumped with mine. Thou mayest commence so that thy dainty tricks but please the sense. Mistopheles. Thou shalt in this one hour, my friend, more for thy noblest senses gain than in the year's dull formal train, from stale beginning to stale end. The songs the gentle spirits sing thee, the lovely visions that they bring thee, are not an empty juggling show. On thine ear, sweet sounds shall fall, odorous breezes round thee blow, tasting such and senses all, with delicious tingling glow. No lengthened prelude need we hear, sing spirit imps that hover near. Spirits Vanish ye murky old arches away, through the cloud curtain that blinds heaven's ray. Mild and serenely look forth the queenly eye of the day. Star now the starlet, beam more benign, and purer suns now softly shine. In beauty ethereal, a swift moving throng of spirits aerial and waving along, and the souls follows on wings of desire the fluttering garlands that, that deck their attire. Cover the meadows, cover the bowers, where lovers with lovers breath rapturous hours, bower on bower. The shoots of the vine with the leaves of the fig tree, their tendrils entwine, clusters of ripe grapes, bright blushing all into the winepress have heavily fall. From fountains divine, bright rivers of wine, come foaming and swirling o'er gems of the purest, sparkling and pearling. They flow and they broaden in the bright vista scene, to deep bosoms lakes lightly fringed with green, where leafy woods nod in a tremulous sheen, on light oaring pinions the bird cut the gale. Through the breezy dominions as sunward they sail. They sail on swift wings to the isles of the blest. On the soft swelling waves that are cradled to rest. Where we hear the glad spirit and jubilee sing. As o'er the green meadows fleet bounding they spring. Where light airy footing and numberless throng. Like meteors shooting the mountains along. Some there are flinging their breasts to the seas. Otters are swinging an undulant ease. Lovely twinning, life's tissue divine, where pure stars are shining in beauty benign. Mistopheles. He sleeps. Well done, ye airy urchins. I remain your debtor for this lullaby. But which so bravely ye have sung asleep, this restless spirit, 
who with all his wit is not yet quite the man with cunning cast to hook the devil and hold him fast. Around him let your shapes fantastic flit, and in a sea of dreams his senses steep. But now this threshold's charm to disenchant, the tooth of a rat is all I want. Nor need I make a lengthened conjuration, I hear one scraping there in preparation. The lord of the rats and of the mice, of the flies and frogs and bugs and lice, command you with your tooth's good saw, the threshold of this door to gnaw. Forth come and there begin to file, where he lets fall this drop of oil. Ha! There he jumps that angle there, with thy sharp teeth I bid thee tear, which juttering forward said disaster, unwilling prisoner keeps thy master. Briskly let the work go on, one bite more and it is done. Exit. Faust, awakening from his trance. Once more the jugular pleasure cheats my lip, gone the bright spirit dream and left no trace, that I spake with a devil face to face, and that poodle the dog gave me the slip. Scene 6. Faust's study as before. Faust, Mistopheles. Faust, who's there to break my peace once more? Come in. Mistopheles, tis I. Faust, come in. Mistopheles, thou must repeat it thrice. Faust, come in. Mistopheles, thus with good omen we begin. I come to give you good advice and hope we all understand each other the idle fancies to expel, that in your brain make such a pother, and your service behold me here, of noble blood a cavalier, a gallant youth rigged out with grace, and scarlet coat with golden lace, a short silk mantle and a bonnet, and with a gay cock's feather on it, and at my side a long sharp sword, now listen to a well-meant word, do thou the like and follow me, all unembarrassed thus and free, to mingle in the busy scenes of life and know what living means. Faust. Still must I suffer, clothe me as you may, this narrow earth is life's encumbrancy, too old I am to be content with play, too young from every longing to be free. What can the world hold forth for me to gain? Abstain, it saith, and still it saith, abstain. This is the burden of the song, that is in our ears eternal rings. Life's dreary litany lean and long, that each dull moment hoarsely sings, with terror wake I in the morn from sleep, and bitter tears might often weep, to see the day when its dull course is run, that brings to fruit not one small wish, not one, that with capricious criticising, each taste of joy within my bosom rising, ere it be born, destroys, and in my breast, chokes every thought that gives existence zest. With thousand soulless strifes of an hour, and when the dark night shadows lower, I seek to ease my aching brain upon a weary couch in vain. With throngs of feverish dreams possessed, even in the home of sleep I find no rest. The God that in my bosom dwells can stir my being's inmost wells, but he who sways supreme, our finest stuff, moves not the outward world. Hard, obdurate, and tough. Thus my existence is a load of woes, death my best friend, and life my worst of foes. Mistopheles. And yet methinks this friend you call your best is seldom when he comes a welcome guest. Faust. Oh, happy he to whom in victory's glance death round his brow the bloody laurel winds, whom, mid the circling hurry of the dance locked in the maiden's close embrace he finds. Oh. Would to God that I had sunk that night in transfer death before the spirit's might. Mistopheles. Yet on a certain night, a certain man was slow to drink a certain brown potion out. Faust. It seems tis your delight to play the scout. Mistopheles. Omniscient am I not, but many things I know. Faust. If, in that moment's wild confusion, a well-known tone of blithesome youth had power by memory's delusion to cheat me with the guise of truth, then curse I all whatever the soul with lowering juggeries entwines, and in the gloomy dungeon hole with dazzling flatteries confine. 
Cursed before all the high opinion, the soul has of its own dominion. Cursed all the show of the shallow seeming, through gates of sense fallacious steaming. Cursed be the hollow dreams of fame, of honour, glory, and a name. Cursed be the flattering goods of earth, wife, child, and servant, house, and hearth. Accursed be mammon when treasures to risk venture he invites us. Cursed when the slaves of the passive pleasures on soft spread cushions he delights us. Cursed be the balsam juice of the grape. Accursed be love's deceitful flower. Accursed be hope. Accursed be faith. Accursed be patient above all. Chorus of Spirits Invisible Woe, woe, thou hast destroyers the beautiful world with mightiest hand. A demigod in ruin has hurled. We weep and bear its wrecked beauty away, whence it may never return to the day. Mightiest one of the sons of earth, brightest one, build it again. Proudly resurgence with lovelier birth, in thine own bosom build it again. Life's glad career anew commence, with insight clear and purged sense. The while new songs around thee play, to launch thee on a more hopeful way. Mistopheles. These are the tiny spirits that wait on me. Hark how to pleasure and action they counsel thee. Into the world wide would they allure thee, in solitude dull, no more than immure thee, no more to sit moping in mouldy mood, with a film of thy sense and a frost in thy blood. Cease then with thy own peevish whim to play, that like a vulture makes thy life its prey. Society, however low, still gives thee cause to feel and know, thyself a man amid thy fellow men, yet my intent is not to pen thee up with the common herd, and though I cannot boast or rank or birth of mighty men the lords of earth, yet do I offer at thy side thy steps through mazy life to guide, and wilt thou join in this adventure, I bind myself to strong indenture. Here, on the spot, with thee to go, call me companion, comrade brave, or, if it better please thee so, I am thy servant, am thy slave. Faust. And in return say, what the fee thy faithful servant claims from me? Mistopheles. Of that you may consider when you list. Faust. No, no, the devil is an egoist, and seldom gratis sells his labour. For love of God to serve his neighbour, speak boldly out, no private clause conceal. With such as you, tis dangerous to deal. Mistopheles. I bind myself to thee, servant, here, and wait with sleepless eyes upon thy pleasure. If, when we meet again in yonder sphere, thou wilt repay my service in like measure. Faust. What yonder is I little wreck to know, provided I be happy here below. The future world will soon enough rise when the present in ruin lies. Tis from this earth my stream of pleasure flows. This sun it is that shines upon my woes. And when I once from this house my home away, then happen freely what happen may. No hope in me it moves, nor fear if then, as now, we hate and love, or if in yonder world as here, and under be, and and above. Mistopheles. Well, in this humour, you bid fair with hope of good result to dare. Close with my plan, and you will see, and none such pleasant tricks from me. As never eyes of man did bliss, from Father Adam's time to this. Faust. Poor devil, what hast thou to give, by which a human soul may live? By thee or thine was never yet divined, the thought that stirs the deep heart of mankind. True, thou hast food that saithest never, and yellow gold that restless ever, like quicksilver between the fingers only to escape us, lingers. A game where we were sure to lose our labour, a maiden that, while hanging on my breast, flings looks of stolen dalliance on my neighbour, and honour by which gods are blessed, that like a meteor vanishes in the air, show me the fruit that rots before tis broken, and trees that day by day their green repair. Mistopheles. A word of mighty meaning thou hast spoken, yet such commission makes me not despair. Believe me, friend. We only need to try it, and we may too enjoy our morsel in sweet quiet. Faust. 
If ever on a couch of soft repose my soul shall rock at ease, if thou canst teach with sweetest delusive shows myself myself to please, if thou canst trick me with a toy to say sincerely I enjoy, then my latest sand be run, I'll wager on it. Mistopheles. Done. Faust. And done and done. When to the moment I shall say, Stay thou art so lovely, stay. Then with thy fetters bind me round, Then perish I with cheerful glee. Then may the knell of death resound. Then from thy service art thou free, The clock may stand, And the falling hand mark the time no more for me. Mistopheles. Consider well in things like these, The devil's memory is not apt to slip. Faust. That I know well, Mayst keep thy heart at ease, No random word hath wandered over my lips, Slave I remain, or here or there, Thine or another's, I little care. Mistopheles. My duty I'll commence without delay, When with the graduates you dine today, One thing remains, black upon white, a line or two, to make the bargain tight. Faust. A writing? Pedant, hast thou never found a man whose word was better than his bond? Is not enough that by my spoken word, of all I am and shall be thou art lord, the world drives on, wild wave engulfing wave, and shall a line bind me, if I were to be a knave? Yet tis a whim, deep graven in my heart, and from such fancies would thou gladly part. Happy within whose honest breast concealed, there lives a faith nor time nor chance can shake. Yet still a parchment, written and stamped and sealed, a spectre is before which all must quake. Commit but once thy word to the goose feather, then must thou yield the sway to the waxen leather. Say, devil, paper, parchment, stone or brass, with me this coin or this will pass, style or chisel or pen shall it be, thou hast thy choice of all the three. Mistopheles What need of such hasty flare, of words about so paltry an affair? Paper or parchment, any scrap will do, then write it in blood your signature thereto. Faust If this be all, there needs but small delay, such trifles shall not stand long in my way. Mistopheles, while Faust is signing the paper. Blood is a juice of most peculiar virtue. Faust, only no fear that I shall ever demur, the bond is signed, my whole heart swears, even to the letter that the parchment bears. Too high hath soared my blown ambition, I now take rank with thy condition. The mighty spirit of all hath scorned me, and nature from her secrets spurned me. My thread of thought is rent in twain, all science I loathe with its wrangling vein. In depths of senseless joy letters tame, outglowing passion's restless flame. In magic veil for unseen hand, be wonders ever at our command. Plunge we into the rush of time, into action's rolling main. Then let pleasure and pain, loss and gain, joy and sorrow alternate chime. Let bright suns shine, or dark clouds lower, the man that works is the master of the hour. Mistopheles To thee I set nor bound nor measure, even dainty thou mayest snatch, every flying joy mayst catch, drink deep and drain each cup of pleasure. Only have courage, friend, and be not shy. Faust Contend from thee thy proper wares to buy, Thou markest well, I do not speak of joy. Pleasure that smarts, giddy intoxication, Enamoured hate and stimulant vexation, My bosom healed from hungry greed of science, With every human pang shall court alliance. What all mankind of pain and enjoyment, May taste with them, to taste be my employment. Their deepest and their highest I will sound, Want when they want, be filled when they abound, My proper self unto their self extend, And with them to be wrecked and ruined in the end. Mistopheles Believe thou me, who speak from tests severe, Chewing the same heart food from year to year, Their lives were but the naked truth confessed, No man who, from his cradle to his beer, The same sour leaven can digest, Trust one of us, the universe so bright. 
he made it only for his own delight. Supreme he reigns in endless glory shining, to utter darkness me and mine consigning, and grudges even to you the day without the night. Faust. But I will. Mistopheles. There you are right. One thing alone gives me concern. The time is short and we have much to learn. There is a way, if you would know it, just to take into your pay a poet. Then the learned gentlemen sweep through the wide realms of imagination and every noble qualification upon your honoured crown unheap. The strength of the lion, the wild deer's agility, the fire of the self with the north's durability. Then let his invention his secret unfold, to be crafty and cunning, yet generous and bold. And teach your youthful blood as poets can, to fall in love according to a plan. Myself have a shrewd notion where we might enlist a cunning craftsman of this nature. And Mr. Microcosmos, he is height. Faust. What am I then, if still I strive in vain, to reach the crown of manhood's perfect stature? The goal of which with all my life of life I strain? Mistopheles. Thou art. Do what thou will, just what thou art. Heap wigs and wigs by millions on thy head, and upon yard high buskins thread, still thou remainest simply what thou art. I feel it well, in vain have I uphoarded all treasures that the mind of man have afforded, and when I sit me down, I feel no more a well of life within me than before. Not even one hairbreadth greater is my height, not one inch nearer to the infinite. Mistopheles. My worthy friend, these things you view just as they appear to you, some wiser method we must shape us, ere the joys of life escape us. Why, what the devil, hands and feet, brain and brawn and blood are thine, and what I drink and what I eat, whose can it be if it is not mine? If I can number twice three horses and not their muscles mine? And when I'm mounted I feel myself a man, and wheel my courses just as if four and twenty legs I counted. Quick then, have done with reverie, and dash into the world with me. I tell thee plain a, sp a speculating fellow, is like an ox on heath all brown and yellow, led in a circle by an evil spirit, with roods of lush green pasture smiling near it. Faust. But how shall we commence? Mistopheles. We start this minute. Why, what a place of torture is here, and what a life you live within it. Yourself and your pack of Yonkers deer, killing out where they knew Leave that to honest neighbour paunch, thrashing of straw is not for thee. Besides, into the best of your knowledge, you know tis not permitted you to launch. With chicken-hearted boys at college, even now, methinks, I hear one on the stair. Faust. Send him away, I cannot bear. Mistopheles. Poor boy, he's waited long, nor must depart without some friendly word for head and heart. Come. Let me slip into your gown, the mask will suit me well. As for the teaching task, he puts on foul scholastic robes. Leave that to me, I only ask. A quarter of an hour, and you make speed, and have all ready for our journey's need. Exit. Mistopheles, solace. Continue thus to hold at naught man's highest power, his power of thought. Thus let the father of all lies with shows of magic bind thine eyes, and thou art mine a certain prize. To him hath fate a spirit given, with rainless impulse ever forwards driven, whose hasty striving oversteps the joys that flow from mortal lips. Him drag I on through life's wild chase, through flat unmeaning emptiness, he shall cling and cleave to me like a sprawling child in agony. And food and drink, elusive hovering nigh, Shall shun his parched lips and cheat his longing eye. He shall pine and pant and strain For the thing he may not gain. And, though he never had sold him to do evil, He would have damned himself without help from the devil. Scene 7 Enter a student. Student. Ah... 
I am but fresh arrived today, and come my best respects to pay to one whose name, from Boar to Kaiser, none without veneration, mention. Mistopheles. I feel obliged by your attention. You see a man than other men no wiser. Have you made inquiry elsewhere? Student. Beseech you, sir, be my adviser. I come with money to spend and spare, with fresh young blood and a merry heart, on my college career to start. My mother sent me, not without a tear, to get some needful scholaring here. Mistopheles. A better place you could not find. Student. To speak the truth, tis not much to my mind within the narrow cloister walls, these antiquated gothic halls, I feel myself ill at ease. No spot of green I see, no trees, amid your formal rows of benches, I almost seem to lose my senses. Mistopheles, that all depends on custom. Don't you see how a young babe at first is slow to know its mother's breast? But soon with joy it strains the milky boon, so you anon will suck nutrition from wisdom's breasts with blessed fruition. Student, I yearn to do so even now, but in the first place, tell me how. Mistopheles, my help is yours, or great or small, but choose your faculty first of all. Student, I aim at culture, learning all that men call science on the ball of the earth, or in the starry tent of heaven, or nature high and low, broad and deep, I seek to know. Mistopheles, there you are on the proper scent, only beware of too much distraction. Student, with soul and body, I am girt for action, and yet I cannot choose but praise a little freedom and merriment on pleasant summer days. Mistopheles, redeem the time, for fast it fleets away, but order rules the hour, it cannot stay. Therefore, tis plain that you must pass first of all through the logic class. There will your mind be postured rightly, laced up in Spanish buskins tightly that with caution and care as wisdom's ought, it may creep along the path of thought, and not with a fitful flickering glow will o' the wisp it to and fro. There, too, if you hear the gentleman through the term, to every lecture true, you will learn that a stroke of human thinking, which you had practised once as free and natural as eating and drinking, cannot be made without one, two, three. True, it should seem that the tissue of thought is like a web of cunning master wrought, where one stroke moves a thousand threads, the shuttle shoots backwards and forwards between, the slender threads flow together unseen, and one with the other's thousandfold weds, then steps the philosopher forth to show, how of necessity it must be so, if the first be so, the second is so, and therefore the third and fourth is so, and unless the first and the second before be, the third and fourth can never more be, so schoolmen teach and scholars believe, but none of them yet have ever learned to weave. He who strives to know a thing well, must first the spirit within expel. Then, can he count the parts of his hand, only without the spiritual band? Ensuranis nature, says clept in chemistry, thus laughing at herself, albeit she knows not why. Student. I must confess, I, I can't quite comprehend you. Mistopheles. In this respect, time by time will mend you. When you have learned the crude mixed masses to decompose and rank them in their classes. Student. I feel as stupid to all he has said, as a mill wheel were whirling round in my head. Mistopheles. After logic, first of all, to study the metaphysics fall, there strive to know what never was made to go into a human head. For what is within and without is command, a high-sounding word is always at hand. And chiefly, for the first half-year, let order in all your studies appear, five lectures a day, let no time be lost, and with the clock be at your post, come not as some without preparation but con his paragraphs over and over, to be able to say, when you hear his oration, that he gives you his book, and nothing more, yet not the less take down his words in writing, as if the Holy Spirit were inditing. Student. 
I shall not quickly give you cause to repeat so weighty a clause. For what with black and white is written, we carry it home as sure possession. Mistopheles. But as I said, you must choose a profession. Student. With law, I must confess, I was never much smitten. Mistopheles. I should be loath to force your inclination, myself have some small skill in legislation. For human laws and rights from sire to son, like a hereditary ill, flow on. From generation dragged to generation, and creeping slow from place to place. Reason is changed to nonsense, good to evil. Art thou a grandson? Woe betide thy case. Of law they prate, most falsely clept the civil. But for that right, which from our birth we carry, tis not a word found in the dictionary. Student. Your words have much increased my detestation. Oh, how happy he, to whom such guide points out the way. And now, I almost feel an inclination to give theology the sway. Mistopheles, I have no wish to lead you astray. As to this science, tis so hard to eschew the false way, and hit upon the true. And so much hidden poison lurks within, that scarce distinguish from the medicine. Methinks that here twere safest done, that you should listen but to one, and jure in verbe magistri is the best maxim to assist thee. Upon the whole I counsel thee to stick to words as much as may be, for such will still the surest way be into the temple of certainty. Student. Yet in a word some sense must surely lurk. Mistopheles. Yes. But one must not go too curiously to work, for, when our ideas fail us, a well-coined word may best avail us. Words are best weapons in disputing, in system-building and uprooting. To words most men will swear, though mean they never so little. From words one cannot filch a single title. Student. Pardon me if I trespass upon your time. Though, to make wisdom speak seems scarce a crime, on medicine too I am concerned. To hear some pregnant word from one so learned, three years God knows in a short time, and we have far to go and high to climb, a wise man's fingers pointing to the goal, will save for many a groan to many a labouring soul. Mistopheles, aside, I'm wary of this dry pedantic strain, tis time to play the genuine devil again. Aloud. The spirit of medicine, tis not hard to seize, the world both great and small you seek to know, that is the end you may let all things go, as God shall please. In vain you range around with scientific eyes, each one at length learns only what he can, but he knows the passing hour to prize, that is the proper man. A goodly shape and mine your vault, and confidence I guess is not your want. Trust but yourself, and without more ado, all other men will straightforward trust you too. But chiefly be intent to get a hold of the woman's mind, their endless O oh and ah so thousandfold, in all its change obeys a single law. And, if with half a modest air you come, you have them all beneath your thumb. A title first must purchase their reliance, that you have skills surpassing vulgar science. Thus have you hold at once of all the seven ends, rounds which another year of labour spends, study to press the pulse right tenderly, and with a sly and fiery eye to hold her freely round the slender waist, that you may see how tightly she is laced. Student. This seems to promise better. Here, we see, where to apply and how to use a knife. Mistopheles. Grey, my good friend, is every theory but green the golden tree of life. Student. I vow as I feel as in a dream my brain contains much more than it can comprehend. Some other day may I come again to hear your wisdom to the end. Mistopheles. What I can teach all men are free to know. Student. One little favour grant me ere I go. It were my boast to take home on this page, sending a leaflet from his album, some sapient maxim from a man so sage. Mistopheles, quite willingly, he writes and gives the book back. Student reads, Eritus secret deus scientenus dot 
bonum et malum. He closes the book reverently and takes his leave. Mistopheles. Follow the ancient saw, and my cousin, the famous old serpent, where it soon shalt thou have cause, as thy godlike knowledge to tremble. Enter Faust. Faust. Now with a bound. Mistopheles. Wherever it pleases you, the world both great and small we view. Oh, how it will delight, entrance you, the merry reel of life to dance through. Faust. My beard, I am afraid, is rather long, and without easy manners, gentle breeding, I fear there is a small chance of my succeeding. I feel so awkward mid the busy throng, so powerless and so insignificant, and what all others have I seem to want. Mistopheles. Bah, never fear. The simple art of living is just to live right on without misgiving. Faust. But how shall we commence our course? I see nor coach, nor groom, nor horse. Mistopheles. We only need your mantle to unfold, and it shall waft us to the wind. Who makes with me this journey bold, though bulky bundles busk behind, a single puff of inflammable air, and from the ground we nimbly fare. Lightly we float. I wish the best of cheer to Dr. Faustus on his new career. End of Act Second.